So we had the last week, we had the first nine plagues, right? Do you remember what some of them were? What were some of the plagues God sent to Anastasia? Peltine, what? Pale. What do you, you think? Another one, Samara? The flies. Ooh, the flies. Ooh, and the flies. And the frogs. And the sea, the sea thing. The, when the Nile River turned into blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah Anastasia? Uh, the magical unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> there were no magical unicorns. There was only <laughs> magical frogicorns. <laughs> or were they called unitoads? There were like locusts Locusts. that, there was a ton of them that ate all the food. So at the end of these first nine plagues, the Egyptian like economy is like completely done. They don't have anything left. Their animals are dead. The food, their crops, they're gone. Everything's eaten. Everyone is like, like terrified. That like, I mean, yeah, they were in a lot of pain, although that might've gone away. I can't remember. Everybody's terrified. They, they don't trust their gods. Their, their gods have all just been humiliated. Like the Egyptians feel about their gods the way I felt about the Packers during the Packer game on Sunday, okay? <laughs> Completely helpless. We got beat by the worst team in the NFL, which I think technically makes us the worst team in the NFL. Although we still have a better record than that team. But So they're, they're false gods. One by one, all these different gods we talked about, the god just showed them up. We were playing the Lions on Sunday, and they're really bad, and they beat us. So, the people of Egypt, by and large, probably pretty much all of them, really probably are wishing that Pharaoh would just let them go. They're terrified of, of the true god, the god of the Israelites. They're they just want the Israelites gone so this whole nightmare will stop because they're also seeing that none of these bad plagues are happening to the Israelites. It's really clear that God's protecting his people. But Pharaoh still won't let them go. He still has hardened his heart and refuses to listen. So he says to Moses, if I ever see your face again, I'll kill you. I never want to see you again. And Moses says, fine, you will never see my face again. And God has one more plague, but he's got to get ready for this one. He tells the people of Israel and he tells the people of Egypt. He tells all of them this. If anyone by this time has feared the Lord among the Egyptians and learned that they can't do anything to stop these plagues, they're going to do what he says. And some of them did. And he told them this. This is going to be the beginning of months for you. This is going to be like the most important day of the year for you ever afterwards. You're going to remember it from generation to generation. You're going to teach your children and they're going to teach their children. So he told them this is going to be the most important day. You're going to remember it forever. And you're going to do this every year in remembrance of what's going to happen this night. He said, this is what you do. Every family, pick a lamb. A male lamb, one year old, without any blemish or spot on it at all. And then at twilight, on the 14th day of this month, kill the lamb. And take some of the blood of the lamb and put it on the doorposts of your house. And then cook the lamb. Cook it with bitter herbs and with unleavened bread. Unleavened bread would be like, we had some unleavened bread tonight. 
tortillas are a form of unleavened bread. Like leavened bread is when like mom makes her bread and it rises. Okay, leaven is yeast. It makes it rise. When they make bread like tortillas, you don't put yeast in it and it stays like flat and it's like thicker. So he said, you eat it with unleavened bread, you eat it with bitter herbs, and this is how you shall eat it. With your, with your cloak on, with your sandals on your feet, with your belt around your waist, and with your staff in your hand. Because... Probably not all of them. It's more like a figure of speech. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Because this is why God said. The, the angel of death. Yeah, the angel of death. If that's what you meant. But the angel yeah. of death is not the devil. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a second. God said, because you need to be ready to leave for this night, you're going to leave Egypt. And just like I promised you a while ago, and you all probably thought I was crazy, not only are you going to leave Egypt, but the people of Egypt are going to give you their treasures as you leave to just get you gone. They're going to want you to leave so much, they're going to pay you their money so that you will leave. So here's what happened. That night, the angel of death was sent by the Lord to go through the land of Egypt. And every house that he came to where there was blood on the doorpost, he passed over the house. He didn't go to that house. Nothing happened in that house. But every house he came to where there was no blood painted on the door, there he killed the firstborn son in every house. Not only of the people, but also of the animals. Well, what if, what if there weren't any... It's a good question. I don't know. Like, if he came to our house right now, probably it would be me, I guess. I don't know. Maybe there... No, I'm not a firstborn son, but I'm the father? I don't know. I don't know. I have no clue, man. I don't know. <coughs> Couldn't tell you. And so that night when this happened, every house in Egypt where there was no blood, they woke up in the middle of the night to find their firstborn sons dead. And a great screaming and wailing went through the land of Egypt. And in Pharaoh's house too. You know, think about that from Pharaoh's perspective. Think of how stubborn and kind of like insane Pharaoh had to be. He didn't put blood on his doorpost. He ha- should have known that this was going to happen. Everybody in Egypt should have known. God told them all what was going to happen. And they had seen his power over and over and over, but still they stubbornly disbelieved. That's what our sinful nature is like, where we just don't want to listen to God. We just refuse to hear God's word. And it leads to that kind of sorrow. Yeah. Now, faith, which Jesus works in our heart, brings us to trust in him. So those Israelites and some of the Egyptians who feared God and stood in awe of him and, and some others also who trusted in him with faith, they knew his promise was true, that if they painted the blood on their doorposts, nothing would happen, that, that he would keep them safe. So when this happened, Pharaoh sent word to tell Moses that they should, he said, just leave, be gone. And because his son was dead too. Wait. Pharaoh's firstborn son oh. was dead too. I thought he said um, Jesus. No. What's. Um, did they, like, um, 
the baby, I know you're the firstborn boy, so Sean would get killed, but I'm saying who, like, did only the firstborn son get killed? Yes. They didn't get killed? Right. Like, the mom and the dad wouldn't get killed, and, like, the younger kids, brothers or the sisters, they didn't get killed. Only the firstborn son in each house. Good question. Don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe the father was the firstborn son. Maybe he and his son. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the Israel. Yeah, the Israelites all listened to the Lord. Well, actually, 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 probably only the dad because um. No, if the, the dad was born. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If it says for sure, if there was a house where there was a dad and the dad was a firstborn son and he had a son who was his firstborn son for sure his son died if they didn't have blood painted on the door Pro- it, it's, it's probably a good bet that the father died too but I, I haven't thought about that before that. we don't have to do that God doesn't God's not doing that he, he just did it then he just did it that one time in Egypt only one time where he was going to do that and he told them what to do you know one of the things that's important about this is that whenever there's going to be something like something terrible yeah. like that in the Bible, God tells his people. We, you, you guys asked that question before. If they didn't have a firstborn son, then no one died. I'm pretty sure. We don't have a firstborn son? Well, we don't actually know yet. We don't have a born. We certainly don't have a born son. But the baby could be a boy. And if, and if it is, and then he the will be the firstborn son. Yeah, because even if he's not the firstborn born... He's not the firstborn child, but he I would be the, fir- the first... That's correct. Child. But he would be the I firstborn son. I be the big sister sister. <laughs> no, the big, I will big be sister. a big sister. Yeah. No, the big, big sister. I'm big, big yeah, sister. that's true. No, anyway, anyway, no, 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 no. Okay, so the children of Israel were ready. They, they ate the food... They ate the Passover meal, that's what it was called, because of how all the angels passed over the houses of those who listened to the Lord. And they went out of the land of Egypt. And as they were going out, the Egyptians gave them their treasures, their gold, their gems, because they just wanted them gone. And they went out that night. And God delivered them from the Egyptians and from Pharaoh. And this whole thing is a picture of something really important. What do you think? What, what was it that caused the angel of death to pass over the houses of the Israelites, Samara? What did they paint on their doorposts? Blood. Blood. Blood of what, Anastasia? Lamb. A lamb. A lamb. And sometimes they picture Jesus. Then, like. Yeah. The whole thing is a picture of Jesus in a couple of ways. The Bible says Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the <laughs> sin of the world. The blood of the Lamb. In the epistle of Peter, it says that, that uh, Jesus is as the blood of a lamb, uh, the, as of a lamb without spot or blemish. Like he, they said, you have to pick a lamb without spot or blemish. Jesus is like that because he has no sin, like a spot or a blemish on a lamb. Instead, he has no spot or blemish on his soul. He's perfect and holy, a sacrifice, so that God's judgment against our sin, like the angel of death, passes over, and will be saved. There's another way in which this reminds us of Jesus. Whose firstborn son is Jesus? Anastasia? There are t- 
two correct answers. Well, actually, there's only one correct answer to what I just said. Whose firstborn son is Jesus? Mary's. Yep. She brought forth her firstborn son, it says, right? And wrapped him in swaddling cloths. That was the one. She had more sons. Jesus had brothers, half brothers. Right? Because his brother, his bro- he had. I think he's telling God the father's firstborn. No, he's not. Firstborn, he's his only son. The Bible uses a spe- special term for Jesus from, the, from God the Father, and it does not include the term born. Begotten, but, but he was born. Yes, but that it's not re- when it refers to Jesus as God's only begotten son, it's not referring to his being born. But, 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 he is God's son. He yes. was born. Yes. I guess you could say yeah. just his born but it's son. Important. Because he has it's no important. It's important, though. Born. Yes, Samara. He should have listened to God, yep. God gave him many chances to do that. Yep. So Jesus is, was Mary's firstborn son. And you know, there was something that they did after this. When they would have their firstborn son, they had to bring a sacrifice to the temple. And this was why. God said, when I brought you out of Egypt, I bought you. I bought your sons because I didn't kill them. You gave a lamb and I didn't kill your sons. And I redeemed you from Egypt by the blood of the sons of Egypt. See all this firstborn son stuff? So whenever somebody would have their firstborn son ever after that, they would go to the temple and they would bring a sacrifice of a lamb. Or if they were poor, they could bring turtle doves or pigeons. That's why in that song, 12 Days of Christmas, it talks about two turtle doves. Because Mary and Joseph were poor, so they brought turtle doves. So when they came to the temple, they did that sacrifice. And and God said that was to buy their sons back from him. But Jesus was also God's son. Yeah, they were. So he was also God's only begotten son. We say he was begotten of the father from eternity. That means he was God's true son, but never born from God. But then God sent him to be born from Mary in order to redeem us, to buy us by his blood, to save us from sin and death and hell. Yes, Samara? Um, did Peter pick on his door? No, uh, well, I mean, when they were, when they, I think when they celebrated the Passover every year, I don't know if they painted with blood. Maybe they painted red on I can't remember now. Um... Let me look at this quick and see what it says. I have it open here. This day shall be for you Memorial Day. And then, so for seven days, they would eat only unleavened bread. They wouldn't have any leaven. That was a picture, too. We'll talk about that some other time. No work. She'll observe it. And then you'll select lambs. I would guess that maybe they did continue to paint the blood as part of the celebration. When they actually did it, we find out later that they hardly ever actually celebrated this. They didn't do a good job of listening to God and celebrating this. But, hold on. When Jesus gave the disciples the Lord's Supper, they were celebrating the Passover. That's what they were doing. But yes, Samara? Did Peter? That's what he just Probably, said. I don't know. He would have celebrated the Passover he sometimes. But he wasn't, he wasn't alive when this happened. Okay. Yeah. All right. Our catechism is the ninth commandment. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. Say that. The ninth commandment, 
You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not seek to get our neighbor's inheritance or house by a trick or in a way that only appears right, but help and to be of service to him in keeping it. Let's sing some verses of our song. A mighty fortress is our God, a trusty shield and weapon. He helps us free from every need that has us now or taken. The old evil foe now means deadly woe. Deep guile and great might are his dread arms in fight. On earth is not his equal. With might of ours cannot be done. Soon were our loss effected. But for us fights the valiant one, whom God himself elected. Ask ye who is this? Jesus Christ it is of Sabaoth, Lord, and there's no other God. He holds the field forever.